So we skipped the intro this week because my microphone was fucking up. But you are listening to Gone Mental here on the Thursday Night Wrecking Pit, only on Real Punk Radio. This is episode 312. Um, you just heard the crewmen off of Adventures of the Crewmen with Bug of Planet Z. And, um, yeah, we got some guests in the studio tonight. Or is it, this isn't even really a studio, is it? It's more of just the basement. It's more of a studio than I got. Yeah, right. <laughs> basement studio. I don't know. I just, yeah, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, so we got Teenage Exorcist in the, the basement at the bar. I mentioned last week this is going to happen. Uh, new band from people we've had on the show. Well, we've had two of the three members on the show before with various other projects. We've had Adam on with uh, talking about Reckless Ones, talking about Die Ghost. We've had Matt on talking about Dead Bundy. And we've never had the other Matt. That's Matt too, or are you Matt well, he's one? Sprinkles. Sprinkles. What's that? Well, he's Sprinkles. So. Sprinkles, okay. Yeah, so it's Matt. I haven't seen Sprinkles, like you refer to yourself as Sprinkles on social media in a while. I didn't know if that was like Dead Bundy Matt. Yeah, I can't escape that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty much been a thing since I was like 15 years old. So, okay. So Adam, Sprinkles, and Matt. Yep, you got it. Cool. So, um, yeah. Martin, thanks for having us. Yeah, happy well, to be here. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. We got some music for all you guys and gals. Yeah. On the radio land. So, should we just go into that, or yeah. should we just, like, make awkward small talk before, or until we're drunk enough to actually have genuine conversation? <laughs> <laughs> some real... We'll phone it in for a minute. Uh, okay. This next song is by the Spectres, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they're out of, they were originally out of Seattle, right? Yes, and I I was introduced to the Spectres by you by way of Jake from Zorch because he okay. gave you a CD to bring back for me. Sure. And that was my intro to the Spectres. Uh, speaking of Jake from Zorch, uh, Matt and I both used to play in Dead Bunny for a minute, and uh, we actually stayed with him the first time we ever played in Seattle. Nice. And uh, we got yelled at for being too drunk and loud. By Jake? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake yelled at you for being too drunk? Yeah, we, we were in outside, like out in the... Like we're, on in the that, we were in their courtyard on the stoop. Yeah. And he's like, you guys, I've got neighbors. You need to be quiet. <laughs> oh, come on. You're outside. Yeah. That's when you use your outside voices. Yeah. That's why they call them outside Have voices. Have Sprinkles right? drunk, though? I mean, yeah. he's kind yeah. of a champ. Yeah. That's true. I've, I've actually, I've never, I've never met Jake in person. The closest... I um, when I was flying back from somewhere, I had a layover in Seattle, and he was going to come out and have a beer with me or something. Sure. But then one of the people I was traveling with got randomly stopped coming through customs, and they did like the swab where they check your head for chemicals. And this was just after there was a mass shooting, and so she made the intelligent joke of, "I hope I washed my hands well enough after that last mass shooting." <laughs> so. <laughs> We got held up yeah. a little bit. That will happen. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Well, cool. Hey, Jake, if you're listening. Yeah. What's up, Jake? Hello. Sorry you, about You ruined Matt's night. Yeah. Night. <laughs> yeah. Night, uh, this next song is Hellbent, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go ahead and do that.
What did we just hear? I'll have you guys. So uh, that was Hellbent off of, um, I forget the name of the record, but Spectres, I believe, was their first record. Um, we can check. Yeah. Um, so the first song in that block was... Yep. Uh, Blood, Sweat, and Nitro. That's the one. Um, and then after that, we had... Uh, we have... Uh, uh, Long Tall Texans. Long Tall right. Texans. Kill Me Off uh, The Devil Made Me Do It. Or Made Us Do It, I think it is. Uh, Devil Made Us Do It. <laughs> I don't remember. That was... Uh, um, Sauce. Uh, Devil Made Us Do It. Yeah. Uh, we were just having a conversation uh, about how great that record sounds. It sounds fucking Space spectacular. Player, bass player. Uh, bass player. Singer, bass player. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mark, I think. Just his tone is spot on. Yeah, it's, it's so just good. it's like solid driving bass lines the mm-hmm. whole time. Like it's rad. And then after that was Blood Something Zombies from Outer Space, which is an Austrian band. And that song, uh, Nice Day for an Exorcism, is coming out in February on the new record, All These Fiendish Things, I believe it's called. And I'm personally excited about that because like they're 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 awesome. Like, more horror and stuff which I like that a lot but they're not they're not cheese dick horror like they're they're, 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 they're very like smart about their lyrics and but they, they, they know how to like get the hooks and stuff and that, I know that song didn't have much of a psychobilly thing but they've kind of like Gone in and out of it. Well, horror still, punk and yeah, psychobilly are always very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, there's a lot of crossover there. But I'm, I'm super excited about that album. Like it's gonna be rad. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, do we have next? Was it Necromantics? Yeah, is it Necromantics? Yeah. So yeah. I, I put these next two songs together um, because it's the uh, Sandorf. Pardon me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, brothers. I, I pronounce things wrong every fucking episode, so <laughs> uh, we're used to it. They played on Return of the Loving Dead by Necromantics, which was the first Psychobilly record I ever bought. Um, Necromantics was the first Psychobilly show I ever saw at First Avenue, which is a very famous Minnesotan venue. And uh, after that, it's going to be Ola Ghost, which is uh, a new band from the Sandorf Brothers, and both super fucking rad. And, uh, yeah, check this shit out, dogs. Okay.
So, um, yeah, that is the Mutilators. Such a good fucking band. Yeah, I was really bummed to hear he died. Yeah. That was this year, wasn't it? It was, it was a couple years ago, oh, I think. It was a couple years. Yeah, that was... That was such a... He was such a fucking nice. I, I, I met him when they toured with uh, Necromantics and played Triple, Triple Rock, and um, invited them to Crash. And I, I think they were like, I think their the bass player was underage, <laughs> and they weren't prepared for the level that I like to drink when I go to a show. So they show up at my house, and I'm just like drunk as shit. Like, hand them a half gallon of my apple wine. <laughs> Expecting them to fucking party, and they're just like, dude, we just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the sad truth about like touring. Yeah, totally. Everybody, th- and you know, sometimes you do want to party after the show, like if you're in that mood. But like, the older you get, it, dude, it gets hard. Like you just like. Well, to be fair, I think I was just being an obnoxious fucking drunk. No, 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 no. I've, we, I, dude, all no, reckless. Uh, Adam, admit it. You, you've met me before. You know I can be an obnoxious. There's a secret to this. Like, so when you're on tour and somebody's being nice enough to let you stay at their house and they're they just want to party and stuff, like, hey, that's cool. But what you do is you get a conversation going with maybe the the host, a couple other people. You say you got to use the restroom and then you just find a closet and you go to sleep. <laughs> I've done that so many times. I've been Kevin singer reckless ones. It's like chewed my ass out. Like, dude, you just left me with this guy. Like, like, and I had to sit and listen to him talk to me all night. Like, well, you went to bed. Yeah, that, was, that was the kind of thing with Dead Bunny. Whenever we'd go on tours, we would always just fucking rage every night. Like, even if the host didn't want us to, we would just be awful and just get smashed and not be welcome. Like, if, especially if we're saying it for more than one day. But speaking of that mutilator show, though, like, I'll never forget this for as long as I live. Uh, my wife and I went to that show and we were, like, up front at the Triple Rock. And, um... Rest in peace. Yeah. No shit. Um, and the singer of the mutilators, you know, it's ugly fucking white fat dude jumps off the stage because he's playing a wireless rig and he's like ripping a guitar solo and he shoves his tongue in my mouth and I'm just standing there <laughs> and then he grabs my wife's shirt she's wearing a tank top and pulls her fucking breast out <laughs> and then like just runs back up around the stairs and just, I think like, you guys both got pregnant after that <laughs> yeah. and I was I couldn't even be mad I was like man that guy is so fucking badass I was so mad because the only reason I went to that show was to see the mutilators oh they were great and I, I didn't know what the, the set order was. I assumed there'd be a local opener yeah. because that happens for pretty much every show. Right. And I walk in and it's like their mutilators are three quarters of the way through their fucking set. Mm-hmm. And so I saw like three or four songs and then they were done. I was so fucking pissed. Yeah. Bummer. They were cool. I liked your story, Sprinkles. That's a good story, and it's not exaggerated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at all. You know, when, when you're that rock and roll, and you can, like... You just you know, do whatever you want. Violate not only your, your, your <laughs> soon-to-be wife, and you, like, but violates you as well. Yeah. Like, like, you just stand back and go, well, then. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm not even upset at all. <laughs> well, when it's, when it's a band that sings about Hannah Montana's genitals right I mean you gotta expect a little bit of impropriety I mean it's rock and roll really really like me about seeing them was they had like a gimmick in their show where uh, their other guitar player 
like put on like a banana. Oh, the peanut butter jelly time yeah, thing. Like, yeah. Stupid joke from Family Guy. And I was like, oh, you just <laughs> hit me out. Oh, you know, you're too cool for that? Yeah. I couldn't. I was like, you molest me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't make these goofy cartoon jokes. I cannot abide by that, sir. We got a little disturbance here with the uh, puppy dog. Yeah, that was our drummer, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Dan's gone, we can uh, yeah. really... We can talk about the more serious issues. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, let's see. Well, this that was... Poltergeist in my pants off of She Put the Baby in the Microwave by the Mutilators. Uh, one of my favorite Psychobilly records. Um, before that, we had... What did we have before that? Ola Ghost. Ola Ghost, yeah. And then uh, Murder for Breakfast by Necromantics off of Return of the Loving Dead. Um, I haven't had that dish. <laughs> so what's next? Uh, yeah, let's see. What, what do we have? It's, um, it's a set of vocals. Oh, we're going to ourselves now. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I want, I want to talk about what we're doing. Yeah, so um, we're t- three-fourths of Teenage Exorcist. Um, our debut EP is coming out March 8th. Yes. Um, I didn't even know that. Cool. Uh, it's called Year of the Witch. Now, is that going to be CD and digital? It will be, yes. Um, any vinyl? No. Probably not. At least not right now. Um, okay. We are playing with uh, Adam's other band, Reckless Ones, so, who I also occasionally play for. So when they can afford me. Sprinkles is like an honorary member of Reckless Ones, so like he's flown out to LA with us a couple times and played shows in Minneapolis and whatnot. But uh, what we're doing is um, uh, VFW Uptown Minneapolis, March 8th, which is a Friday. Uh, Reckless Ones will be headlining, and then uh, we're going to do this new band, Teenage Exorcist, uh, kind of as a EP release show. And um, I don't know who's going to open it up quite yet, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be killer. So we were talking about having Bob Dylan open up. Yeah, you guys. I'm going to be out of town that day, so you guys need to change the date on that. <laughs> okay. Are you serious? Going to be out of town that day? Yeah. Oh. You want to do like March 33rd or something? Um, you know, I, I'm in town on the 33rd. <laughs> yeah. March October 19th. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. I suspect <laughs> whatever you're doing isn't as important as what we're doing. So. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> now, anyway, so that's what's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna put out this EP. It's gonna kind of be the re- release party, but uh, the EP's done. We're gonna start pressing it. We got three different um, well music. We have one full music video, like regular music video that's that's being edited right now that we already shot. Yep. Uh, we got a lyric video for another song that's uh, being worked on right now. And then also when we recorded the record um, with Adam Tucker at Silvertone Signature Signature Tone. Um, who also did the, the, the newest Reckless Ones record as well. Yep. Um, he was, he's, he's, he's getting into uh, recording bands uh, with film, so he's putting up like GoPros everywhere and stuff. So while he's recording the band, he's recording video of the band, and he was able to slap together like a really cool like kind of like studio thing of us recording the songs. Nice. Like, looks like not like just dorky or boring. Like it's really really nicely done. Yeah, so. supervision. So that yeah. that'll be a third thing. So we're gonna like. You know, get ready, everybody. Buckle up, buckaroos, because we're gonna like hit you with all this shit at once. And yeah. It's gonna be sweet. Nice. So, uh, what's what's the song we got queued here at the, the EP? Uh, uh, Haunt me, which is going to be the first video we're gonna drop uh, really, really soon here. So the whole the whole album's kind of like uh, about witches and stuff like that. Hence the name of the album. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I. It's very. 
we're getting a lot of dark imagery, but the songs can also have like the hooks and the pop to it a little bit. So yeah, um, psychedelic for sure, but definitely fun, fun psychedelic. Let's play it. Let's see what happens. Okay. Let's do it.
not in the headphones that's something in my house uh-huh. never mind uh-huh. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah what did we just hear that was that was a set of entirely lo- is, is reckless one still technically a local band when we play in la they still write uh minnesota on the bill okay yeah. I, I, I count the reckless ones as a local band you, you played my old basement and at my, i think it was my birthday party and early on that night um, a serial killer, the smiley face killer, grabbed somebody two blocks away from my house. I did not know that. Well, you should invite him over. Yeah. Uh, well, for a while, Dom was accusing me of being the smiley face killer <laughs> for like a long while. Well, like, I think that summer, or you know, it was a winter. I mean, I don't, I don't remember your whereabouts on that particular evening. I woke up the next morning. <laughs> Can um, you just prove? You're I'm not told Spider-Man. Dylan put a blanket over me because I passed out while you guys were playing with my washboard strapped to my chest. I remember the washboard. <laughs> I do remember the washboard. That's funny because I, I don't. <laughs> Really? I do. I remember that. All right, so uh, the, the first song in that block was uh, the new group we got here, Teenage Exorcist, and that was Haunt Me. Is that the one we yeah. used to do? Yeah, cool. Uh, which we'll be putting out a music video for shortly-ish yep. in the next, I don't know, couple month, weeks. Month, weeks. Yeah, yeah, in the next month. Cool. Um, after that was uh, a couple of songs off the uh, the new newer-ish Reckless Ones album, uh, Forgive and Regret. Um I forgot, I forgot what the song we played. Uh, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know, which is uh, just a cool, you know, rocker song. It's kind of mix, mixes the rock and the country stuff together. Um, I love playing that song. 
Dude, yeah, it's, it's a fun song. You know, we had to, the last time we did, we had to cut off that intro because we just couldn't like <laughs> fucking figure it out at all. The yeah. like that stinger just kills us every time. Anyways, uh, cool song off the new record. Uh, after that, I think we did. Um, I'll take everything. It's mm-hmm. the last song on the Reckless Ones record, which is yep. super heavy, super deep, and um, you know, not really rockability by any means. But it's still, you know, just doing the slap bass on and everything. But. Uh, Cool song, just real, real moody, really mm-hmm. fun stuff. And then was there down at the ship? We down, down the ship, which is Teenage Exorcist, which yep. is our, our new group. That's got a video coming out soon as well. Yep, that's gonna be like a lyric video yep. kind of situation. Yep. Fuck yeah. You know, what? Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I told Dylan um, when I first started Dead Bundy when I was like 18 years old or so. Um, Chris, who plays drums, a Teenage Exorcist, and I were like. We just googled like Minnesota rockabilly psychabilly to find like bands to play with, and the first one that pops up was Reckless Ones, and it's the Dead and Gone video. And we watched that video, and we're like, "Fuck, nah, let's just quit." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- I think probably just through uh, tenacity and being annoying. I get to play with Reckless Ones now too, which is just wonderful. Yeah, but you know, dude, we all we all like started there when I first got into it, like, and then moved from North Dakota to St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I was like trying to find like anything psychedelic, like, rockabilly, and like totally. Like, this is still like this is still like MySpace, and like YouTube was still like kind of like <laughs> right. kind of coming, but like not not all bands had shit on YouTube necessarily, or just like songs. And like talking with like bands that will come from Minneapolis to St. Cloud and you know be like, you know, is there anything up there? And like everybody's like hot rod hearse, hot rod hearse, hot rod hearse. And like I saw it and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. You know, but little did I know there's like a lot more to come. You know, right. like, like the whole whole world of awesomeness with Psychobillion. We had we had our moment. Let's bring it back. Bring back the scene. Everybody in the world move to Minneapolis and hang out. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Psychobilly rockabilly scene. Um we're, we're, we're uh, cool. I, I think we need to be a little bit more selective. I mean, selective. I'm inviting everybody. Well, <laughs> have have you met like half the psychobilly rockabillies? I mean, you probably have. I mean, you played around a lot. I mean, but there's a lot of assholes out there. there there's a lot of elitists, and I mean, I, 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 I said, Paul Fennec. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Fucking beat up my wife? The mutilators in your eyes took advantage of her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nice. But, you know, the shit is, like, like, you know, although in, in the Midwest United States, even the East Coast, there isn't actually a lot of, like, rockabilly psychobilly necessarily. Like, we have our small pockets. It's not like... You know, the Southwest and California and stuff, which has, like, the scenes and stuff, and it's still, like, cool and pretty strong. But there's a difference uh, where, where there's a different style. Like, around here, like, we, we it's more greaser, darker looking than it is, like, colorful neon, leopard print, everything. Like, like it's very dark. Right. Like, like the L.A. scene, which which is great. I love it. But, like, like that everything there is, like, very bright and, you know, sometimes almost a pissing contest, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's more image-based out yeah. there. Yeah, and, like, and like hey, if you can do that and you're, like, into that, like, I got no, no problem with that at all. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to go there to different places and see, like, how the scene is different and how people are, are act differently. And even more so is, like, when... 
you go to a different place and like you hear people singing songs that like you know you wrote or you've been playing forever and like you don't realize that like you're like well wait a minute how do you know all these lyrics or listen to your fucking band oh really people do like you don't fucking realize that sometimes you know it's like it's a wild wild thought so i don't know it's uh just rambling now i suppose yeah <laughs> just talking about how good music is you know what i love is whenever one more one people one second really seen like the last couple times i've uh went out to la to play reckless ones especially when we played like one of the last spikes shows i remember looking around that bar and i was like there's not another blind or another blonde person in miles. No, 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 no blind people there. Yeah, no blind people. Well, apparently at that that last show at Spikes and Rosemead, apparently Nick Thirteen showed up. I saw him there. Did you actually see him? I did. Yeah, he was standing side stage, but uh, he didn't stick around for a whole show. Bastard. Probably because I kept spitting on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, rightfully so. I was too fucking tired for that. Be alive. I do love Tiger Army, like unabashedly. I their first three albums I enjoy. Like, the music for me one, 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 awesome. one through three. Uh, their fourth album I think uh, is absolute garbage. Music for Regions Beyond. Yeah, I really like that record. Uh, Jerry Finn did that record. Who did uh, Alkaline Trio's Crimson record, which is one of my favorite records of all I time. I think. I think what they. It sounds amazing. I think the mistake they made because like I, I'm. One through three is awesome, and like like Ghost Tigers, Tigers Rise, the third one, I really particularly like because like that came out like 2004, maybe something like that, and mm-hmm. I just had just kind of started to discover like psychability and stuff, and like necromantics, and I know like like for a lot of people like us, like the, the internet wasn't as weird to say, the internet wasn't as connected as it was. You couldn't find out about these bands. There was no like streaming services where you could just look up like whatever band you want like it was hard to still find stuff and we still went to record stores right yeah and then you know, was actually putting out like some psychobilly stuff and like yeah. it was like you know you go to best buy and buy it which is the only means we had to do yeah that. and i well i got i got into psychobilly probably around the same time yeah um and i got in because like my my dad listened to like 50s 60s rock when i was growing up as well as like uh, some unfortunate things like REO Speedwagon and Sticks, but that's well, it's not. The, um, but so I, I grew up listening to like some amount of like rockabilly. I just didn't know the word rockabilly, and I think I learned it around that same time. And then um, you know, I had a friend recommend the Meteors and Batmobile, so I think Batmobile was like my first psychobilly exposure. And then shortly after that. I heard Tiger Army on one of the Hellcat comps, and then there was um, Twelve Step Rebels was probably kind of uh, the the pre-podcast things. There was the Rancid Radio, uh, which there was Nick Thirteen guest hosted, and that's where I first heard the Quakes and uh, the Sharks, and you know other some of those other like you know you don't hear of bands when you live in. Yeah, dude, the Midwest. Dude, 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 I grew up in a little town, North Dakota, in like 2002, 2003. Maybe I bought off, you know, Interpunk. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So still around, obviously. But I bought the uh, like thing called like This Is Billy or something like Volume Something Another. And on that record, uh, they had uh, Necromantics, Alice in Psycholand, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, they had the Quakes. I don't come from nowhere. But then they also had like uh, uh, like Go Cat Go on it and stuff like that. And like I heard this and like this was a game changer for me. And I could. I, like I, the only thing I could actually get my hands on couldn't buy Quakes records. Forget right. about you know. 
Uh, the only thing I could find was like necromantics, and then like I heard that like you know Tiger Army is kind of like the same thing and stuff, and like so like the the yeah the the, the 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 training wheel bands for a lot of people. Right. But you gotta fucking give them credit where credits due. Like I mean, Jesus Christ, if if we didn't have the access to that, a lot of people wouldn't have been into it. And in the 2004 to 2008 psychedelic scene that kind of exploded for a while in the U.S. like wouldn't have happened. Like yeah, I mean it, it's kind of like facts. you know Elvis was kind of like a, a an intro to rockabilly for a lot of people was like totally. years ago and like Sex Pistols and Ramones were kind of the intro to punk rock I mean it's as, as much as Psychobillies like to sh- shit talk necromantics and, and Tiger Army they did bring a lot of people who having granted probably a fair number of them were like and most just, of those people left and they, they right. went on the other things but some people stayed right. and and that's nothing too. bad to say about either of those bands you know no, like I mean, they're fucking great really like, like, like yeah, I mean, t- Tiger Army can be the, the a joke sometimes a lot of people they, they make jokes about it, but like you know that same person making a joke I guarantee fucking was loving it's like you're shit talking talking this band that's like being very serious in like their subject matter you know and then there's other bands that are just like writing fucking stupid songs about zombies like teasing this guy like writing real songs like what yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, it's it's like like necromantics i've seen a ton of like air quotes here because you can't see those online um air quotes like real psychobillies talk shit about the necromantics and admittedly talking to Kim Neckerman in, in the forums, he's egotistical as fuck, but dude's professional as shit about his craft, and I, as much as I, like, they're a very hit-or-miss band for me, I, I, they're yeah. not very high up on my list, but they put some effort into their live shows. It's a fun show, whether you like them or not, it's a fun show, and they're still doing it, they've been doing it for fucking ages, yep. and they've been bringing Those people into yep. the, the scene where people who wouldn't normally... I don't, I don't know like, Kim Neckerman personally at all. We, we, we had the opportunity to fly out to L.A. and play with them and stuff. And like, that was a great time. Like, met him for a hot moment, that was it. But on the uh, the internets, uh, like, upright bass players have, like, a Facebook page. Stuff. And Kim's on there all the time. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like yeah. He'll, he'll put somebody in place when they need to be put in place. But he's also not total dick, but he's, he's knowledgeable. He, the, the dude's uh, yeah. a hands-on guy. I, I, he builds his shit. He makes his I, shit. I also no. don't know him, but have read his book. He's funny He's intelligent. Shit. He's too. quick. He's yep. super he's quick. Su- and, and self-deprecating when appropriate, which I always appreciate when somebody can make fun of themselves, especially when they're as egotistical as he obviously is. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and like, like I say, like, like, like just... Tiger Army and Necromantics for a lot of like people like in the Midwest I guess I'm just speaking for myself like getting into stuff and yes sir you know, weird. Um, but like like it, it was the training wheels and like we got into the other stuff Cheers. it wasn't until just the last couple of years I guess where I could like when Google Play and Spotify Matthew, premium and shit came yeah. out I could actually start like looking into other bands and like figure like listening to those albums like I could never get my hands on before. You know what? Like, that's the thing too is like I like most Necromax records. Like obviously they take it with a grain of salt. I mean the guy's playing a fucking coffin bass. <laughs> but uh and, but a lot of the really, really cheese bands. ball, but like I've you know, put out a lot of records and toured all over the country I mean, I bought that record return. To, to be fair, school, you know? look at what Psychobilly is based on. Can you really call anything cheeseball? Right. Like the true hardcore, like air quotes again, real psychobillies. They sing about fucking zombies. Right. And literally fucking zombies. 
and I, like, well, it's like, 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 like half, half, of, <laughs> half of the early Psychobilly songs, it's like you look at the Meteors, and a lot of them were like some of the early Misfits songs, where it's literally a song named after a movie, mm-hmm. and it, like, the, the lyrics Not are Not a good movie either. <laughs> like, yeah, have all, have all you ever, stuff. like, Blue Sunshine, a really good song, have you ever seen the movie? Uh, I don't believe I have, actually. That was like one of my early Netflix rentals, and it's... Were you still actually mailed in with this? Yeah, when, when you got the when you got the DVD in the mail, um, it yeah I, I rented Blue Sunshine and it's not a great movie. I'm sure, probably not. No, no, it's it's. Here's, it's, here's the deal though, like like psychedelic like, is like it's always been this evolving thing as far as I've like seen it happen. Like and like yeah, like Europe, everybody was there like from the get go and like there's a certain sound stuff, but like I I feel like. Like, there, there's room for, like, okay, so you got the Quakes, who are, like, Paul Roman sings about, like, real-life shit, you know? Right. Reckless ones, we sing about real-life shit, you know, like, and so there's room for that, but then there's also room for, like, said, like, one of the biggest bands I like right now is Bloodsucking Zombies from Outer Space. They're just, they're clever, they're witty, it's fun, it's good music, and, like, it's Wait, not hold, the- hold on, my, um, we ran out of... Well, let's let's digress and play something. Should let's, we? Yeah. We'll play something. I mean, because we can just we can ramble all night. Well, yeah, because Zorch isn't doing a thing tonight. Yeah, let's play well, something. What's, what's, what's what next? Uh, the next is the Zipheads, which is fucking killer track. Are they are they England? Yeah, I believe Australia, so. I believe. Australia. No, I thought they. I'm pretty sure they're England. Are they English. I thought yeah. so. Okay. And they're they're one of those like not quite rockabilly, not quite punk. Right, right, yeah, that's right. great. But super. Super catchy, catchy, fun, fucking, just rock and roll. Well, everybody can understand the catchy and appreciate it. Yep. So let's do that.
took me a minute to turn the microphone back on. These um, things happen. So, those are sharks. Yes. Off of Moonstop, right? Is that the name of the record? That was the name of the track. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the record name as well. Um, was Steve Whitehouse playing Atlantic bass in the sharks? Or no. That was apparently off Phantom Rockers. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Not very well versed in the sharks. They're they're one of those bands that they have some songs that really kick ass, but then for the most part, a lot of their stuff is just really, really boring to me. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I just love that song uh, where they have a tattoo gun solo. <laughs> uh, color my flesh. Yeah, yeah. Artists will be artists. It's like bop 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 bop. It's like it's like what Depeche Mode did, like they would like sample certain things, like right. And exhaust is a and they put in a song, repeat it. Closer to the mic. And then before that was Delirium, which is like I was saying, yeah, Survival of the Sickest is my favorite Mad Sin song. It's it's, I think when I when I first got into Psychobilly, that was one of my favorite songs, and that's. When I think Mad Sin, that's one of the tracks that stands out. Totally. Um, and when I first got into Psychobilly and I was playing it for somebody, they're like, this sounds like fucking circus music. And it's, I was just like, it's fucking great. <laughs> Which I kind of get. Like, the rhythm of the song is a little circusy, but it's still a good fucking song. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, I mean, it's less than two minutes. It just falls the fuck out. Super cool lyrics. And, like, his English is really bad on it, which always makes me laugh, too. Because he's, what is the lyric? He's like, uh, he's like, delirium, wedding font. He's, he's, he says something really fucking stupid, like, four times in the song that doesn't make any sense in English. Yeah, but, like, uh, Kofta or Kofta, or uh, Yeah, Kofta, I think. Pronunciate it, like, like, his, his, you know, European English is, like, better than a lot of other Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's, like it's better than my German. Um, <laughs> better than my... Like, English, like you, you remember like Madheads, like like Black Cat and all that stuff. Right. Like like those are some solid songs. Like oh, these like Eastern European like accent is so thick. Yeah. Like, but those those are like good tunes. Like I think they end up being a ska band or some jazz. Like, yeah. Yeah. They like they, they uh, yeah Matt. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And what was before that? Um. Zipheads. That's right. Zipheads. Yeah. Which we speculate. Maybe it's from England, but there's I'm, I'm varying stories. I'm pretty this. sure that I thought they were. I'm pretty sure they're from England. And you're just drunk, Matt. They're sprinkles. Uh, doesn't sound like me. Speaking of Matt, Matt, yes. you maybe said like three words this entire episode. Contribute uh, three more. Uh, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's two. Uh, oh, yeah. zip, zip pads are fucking rad, though. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> They're definitely my favorites. That we played so far for, for sure. Um, what do we have next? Chuck Harvey and the Crack Fights. Oh yeah, um, covering a Six Pack to Go. Yeah, uh, I really like who, this record a lot. Who originally did Six Pack to Go? I know I have it. Fuck. On some sort um, of compilation. I don't remember who wrote it. Um. You have to ask me when I was drunk. I mean, I can Google search it. Should I, should ah. I do that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure our listeners are curious. I'm curious, and I don't 
Yeah, I historically don't give a fuck about the listeners. <laughs> uh, Hank Thompson. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the first match. I don't know if that's who wrote it. Uh, very cool record. It's off One Lung Down. Um, way way better of... than his Chuck Harvey and the, the Hula's album. Yeah. It's, it's in, he has one that's like a Chuck and the Pink Flamingos, too, I want to say. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Um, but he's most famously... Uh, the frontman of Frantic Flintstones. Did he ever play the middle? Because I know you and I were working on getting him. To yeah, the, the closest tour. they did on that tour was they played um, the small room actually at Reggie's in Chicago. Okay. And there was like ten people there. What? Wild. Yeah. Like what? And I've I've played. So is Adam. I think America's there, a big right? country. Uh, Reggie's a heaven. <laughs> okay. But, but seriously, well, there's for, a big room at Reggie's Friend of Flintstones to plant. I mean, Chicago's a big market. Yeah. And I mean, admittedly, I, I could see them playing in the Twin Cities for ten people, but for a market like uh, Chicago's, Chicago, Chicago's like that though. Like, like they, they, they had like their heyday a little bit earlier. I think that when this probably happened. Yeah. Um. It's just when, like the Curtains are playing. Um, also, uh, I was Mickey's other band. Um, anyways, like, but. Psychobilly is a tough business in the Midwest. Well, which is bonkers to me is like, yeah, but I've, Chicago, I've, I've Chicago played Chicago seems... headlining in Dead Bunny to bigger crowds than the Frantic Flintstones had there. But the uh, Frantic Flintstones is such a <laughs> Frantic Flintstones is such a big fucking name, and Chicago is a decent market. I mean, Minneapolis is a really shitty market. I mean, it's it, routing wise, it's like where are you gonna go, fucking Fargo? Yeah. Um, you get paid more in Fargo, but yeah, I mean, because honestly, I mean, I, I love the Twin Cities, but music fans are fickle as shit. Well, Twin Cities, it's cool, it's hip, it's happening, like people appreciate stuff, but it's kind of out of the way for a lot of people. And that's yeah, the that's that's the whole routing thing. But also, like music fans, they are, are fickle. They they don't go out to shit. Well, we're a very hipstery city, so like it's yeah, it's cool is what's cool. That's true. Yeah. But still, yeah. ten people in fucking Chicago for four hundred clip sounds. That's yeah, it was like ten or fifteen. I heard. Like I, I saw a couple, bit, and it's weird too. Like Adam and I have both played Reggie's a bunch of times. It's a really cool venue, and they have a small room and then like a very oh, a much bigger room next right. door. And uh, I've I played there like the first time I ever played in Chicago was opening up for the Creep Show. Um, in the big room and it was fucking packed like really cool and then to hear that like you know Reckless Ones has played the main stage at Reggie's and had bigger audiences than the fucking Quakes like we went to the Quakes like we we went to Chicago just to see the Quakes because Kevin's from Chicago his family's all there so right well I mean mean, to be fair Reckless Ones do have a huge crossover because very on the cusp of like rockabilly I mean the Reckless Ones appeal to the psychabillies they appeal to the rockabillies and then Quakes are I mean granted they're they're more like you know, I, I think I think really, but it's also like a little bit more. Well, yeah, I say sensitive, but oh well, yeah, but I, I think reckless ones do. I think touch that that rockabilly a little bit deeper than the Quakes do. Maybe maybe more than the Quakes. Yeah, do. I would agree with that. Like, dude, the, Paul Roman, if you ever listen to this, I want <laughs> Voice of America record two. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I, what, what, what was it like 2014 that Live by the Sword came out? That, that's yeah. I, I, I'm a huge fan of the Quakes. I don't 
play the quicks a lot here because I'm super anal about like every set has to like the song has to flow perfectly and the sure. quakes are a very unique band but there's not a lot of bands that I can flow from the quakes to another band and, and have it but not be because they have a very unique sound right yeah um, but I love the quakes and I wish I wish there were more quakes albums it, well, we're, we're fucking overdue when, when, when we like we're talking about doing this band I told Sprinkles I'm like I want to like make songs like Voice of America like that's yeah. what I want to do like and like and we, we, we're both just Teenage such Dixus huge has become, become its own thing yeah. in our own light which is awesome but like that's it for me like like all the other albums are awesome like don't get me wrong I, they all have a special little spot for me but Voice of America like how especially coming from uh, the, the original one the, the self-titled album I yeah. guess like Jesus Christ! Dude. I, I, I always I, like uh, I've always when I like put up new records or new recordings with any band I always send them to Paul because he will never beat around the bush. Like I've sent him shit before, he's honest, and he's yeah. like, "This sucks. It's super bad. Like I hate it." <laughs> and uh, That's he'll, he'll and why why can't more people be honest like? That? Oh, it's great. I love. I was it. actually I mean, on my driving to work. I'm like, why? As I was driving when I work today, I was just like, why can't we just say? Your shit sucks, and you need to fix it. Right. That's, <laughs> well, that's like we need more people that do that. And I sent him uh, this new EP that we're about to release, and he's like, "It's great. There's no fat, like no bad songs. It's cool. Like put it out. Like you haunt me first. So we're oh, yeah. we're like, all right, so we're doing that he, first. He was, all, <laughs> he was all about it, but he's like very specific about like what songs should go out first, and I concur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he's always been fucking super rad. Hey, what else we got cooking here? Yeah, yeah. Let's play some music. Uh, well, we've been talking about Chuck Harvey and the Crack Pipes. Well, let's play some. Let's smoke some crack. I, I, I don't have any crack. And when there's no hope, I'll shoot some. I'm out of here. I, I mean, I have whiskey. That's the strongest I have. When there's no inner meal, should we smoke some whiskey? Can you, can you do that? We can eat whiskey. Uh, yeah, the song is uh, Six Pack to Go. Which is a Hank Thompson cover, apparently. Okay, let's do this. Mr. Bartender Spend 
So, Nick Kern, as we're talking about Kings of Nothing, which, uh, Adam, I think you're the one that said he's... What, what did you say? He's something like, about nothing. Yeah, he uh, compared Nick Kern like a tame oh. Kings of Nothing or something yeah, like yeah. that. Which yeah. he's by no means tame, but like... No, no. Uh, like, not, yeah. not punk Kings of Nothing. I mean... Yeah. Like, like... Kings of Nothing is like... Maybe I heard Kings of Nothing before I heard Nick Curran, so... I like, think I did, yeah, too. That's where I, where I make the comparison. You know, like, seriously, like... I don't remember who it was, Red, but... Rest in peace, dude. Like, yeah, totally. Uh, like, what a bummer. I know a lot of people were really into him. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but, um... I think it might have been Chad, um... Who always said that, uh... Kings of Nothing was just uh, Sylvester the Cat with a fucking big band. Yes, because when I, the, fir- <laughs> the first time I the first time I heard Kings of Nothing and you know uh, Torsku uh, of course rest in peace as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I heard it, I was reminded of uh, the Tom and Jerry cartoon mm-hmm. where um, Tom was serenading. Uh, a, a lady cat with "Is you is" or "Is you ain't my baby," and like it sounded very, very like you know, it was a very. I don't remember who originally did that song, and right. it was probably they just played that record over the cartoon. But it reminded me that it was just, I just every time I heard uh, the, their first album, uh, I got that visual of Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't remember if, like, the mouse played the cat's tail as an upright <laughs> or, or something, but there's... It's, it's an, in my, my mind, an appropriate comparison. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the outro chunk here? Yeah, we got two songs left, right? Yep, yep. Yep. So, because we've... we've Gone well past our time, which Zorch said was okay. Uh, before we go into that, I have to do my my little PSA that I do every episode, where I say, if you like the sh- the music we play on this show, by all means, go out and support the artists. Buy the music. Uh, rock and roll doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen for free. It costs money to record this stuff. Uh, press it onto vinyl, press it onto CD, which is also a form of vinyl. Uh, it costs money for them to do a digital distribution. Bands these days sometimes have to pay to get up on stage, which in my mind is fucking criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the band, buy their music. Don't just stream it online. If they play in your area, go go to the show. Don't try to do that guestless shit. Guestless should be against your fucking religion. Mm-hmm. Pay the cover because that's how the bands get paid. While you're at the show, spend more money at the merch booth than you do the bar. While you're at the bar, buy the band a fucking round because they're fucking making your life a better place to be. Buy merch. That's that's the ticket right there. <clears throat> There's people aren't buying CDs as much as they used to. And hey, that's fine. Like like we we don't want we want everything digital. You can get it. You can you can stream it with like you pay ten dollars a month for Google Play or whatever you stream it. That's fine. But like buy buy the shirt, buy buy the patch, buy the pin. Like that's like, that's how we're making money now. Yeah. Like, it's it's not streaming. We don't make any money. Like we still make money off our records, but. 
just nobody's buying CDs anymore. I, admittedly, I don't buy a CD. Yeah, if and it's... like, like, dude, I, either do I. So like, I'm not not complaining about that. Like, I understand and respect that. So when a band comes through, like, just buy a shirt. Like, and the profit margin isn't as awesome as it would be with a with an actual CD. Mm-hmm. But you're still helping them, and then you're also wearing something that supports them. So do that, please. I think it's important we get back to that buying the band around thing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I admittedly, I, I'm not really that good at it, but we have a regular listener, Brent, who I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's religious about that, like way more religious than I am, because like every single time he goes to a show, he like posts about buying the band around, and um, why not? So I, I guess. I can take credit for that because I, I say it, but I'm really bad at that. I think I, I bought I bought a couple of drinks to the Gutter Demons and put it on the stage, and I think they accidentally kicked it over, uh, which <laughs> still, still counts. Drink one. I saw I saw the singer drink. Oh, did he? Like I watched. Well, yeah, I watched you break. Yeah, I, I brought him a, a, a double because he he seemed a little more lethargic than the rest of the band. Um, so I thought, what wakes me up? And it's like, well, whiskey. And yeah. so what should I do? I should get him the cheapest rye whiskey that the bar has <laughs> and get him a double. Unfortunately, his problem was that his floor monitor wasn't working. Yeah. And I went and stood right next to it, and he wasn't getting any vocals out of it. Mm. And when you're on stage and you don't get fucking anything... That was my first time monitor. at that particular venue. Yeah, even even uh, Joe, Joe uh, Holland was like trying to like figure it out. Because like you could tell... like like. In the audience, we could hear him crystal clear, but right. on stage, like he couldn't hear himself, and like you really get unsure and uncomfortable. And well, when, yeah. when you can't hear yourself, you don't play good. Simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just how it is. So shitty. But I mean, they, they still did a great job. Yeah. So. I still, still, I think one of the best uh, psychobilly bands playing in the the whole. I guess what is it? The Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um fucking just a killer band and I'm sure every single band out there has had sound issues I remember uh, yeah, not 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 a band who's in the same caliber but I remember seeing the Detroit Cobras at uh, the Triple Rock mm-hmm. and uh, the singer having a, like just a full on meltdown because like between the stage and like three feet or five feet past the stage, there's like a dead zone where you can't hear vocals, and so she couldn't hear herself saying. So she threw a big, Dude, a but that, big that fucking ruins your night, like as, as a musician, like that will ruin. Right, your, like, but I think she went a little took it too far. Yeah, like it was, sometimes you gotta, it was entertaining you gotta, you gotta to watch it a little bit. Like just, it was super, totally. super entertaining to watch, and somebody who. I'm not going to name names, but I will just say it was my wife. Um, may have stole her beer. You didn't name her. Because of that. And then may have said, well, there's a smoking ban, but I'm going to smoke anyway. And then threw the cigarette butt down her fucking shirt. <laughs> ah, bars, booze, rock and roll. It was a fun night. And then... Oh, yeah. 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 So... So we're pretty much done with the night. All right, so we got a couple of songs left here, I think. So yes. the next song is going to be uh, a Teenage Exorcist, our band. It's uh, called Year of the Witch. Yep. So it's title the track. Uh, title track off the album. It's not as, it's uh, more psychability, kind of like in that Madsen, like, S thing with it, kind of almost carnival feel to it for a hot moment. But it breaks a lot of different boundaries. 
Uh, after that, we have um, Boy Scout. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's just a solid song. That whole record is fucking great. That, that song reminds me of when I was a Boy Scout and I had to go door to door selling wreaths and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I was like inappropriately young, but I still. Well, yeah, it was about being a Boy Scout and going door to door. I had like, the same thing happen to me where like, I fucked this old lady. And then in high school, I fucked her daughter, and then they got abducted by aliens. And I can't stand when that happens, because it just keeps uh, happening. We've all been there, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, the classic Midwestern, you know, Ooh, that old love story. Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if ETs are coming, they're coming to the Midwest. Yeah, it's fucking totally. Area For those ladies... Fucking Boy Scouts. Yep. Area 651. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's play some rock and roll. Alright. Yeah. Um, Pleasure, everybody. So, yeah, that's that's the end of the show. Stick around for Resorts Radio. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be live next week or not because I'm off work. So, and honestly, while I'm at work is when I build the playlists. Yeah. No. So, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I'm telling your work. Yeah. <laughs> They probably know. Well, thanks for having us. Dear Dan's work. Thank you very much. And so, um, what was it, March 8th? Eighth, yeah. You guys are uh, Reckless Ones and, and Teenage Exorcist and the Uptime BFW. And maybe Bob Dylan. Uh, probably. I mean, he's a Minnesota. I actually heard the, uh, Prince and the Replacements are both going to be there. <laughs> yeah, we got Prince back. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and Lips Incorporated. Uh, also, uh, the Dust Bunnies, which is uh, Brian Sisters' wife's yeah. We got Brian Tesser guitar teching for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Party. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.